One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, with the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I'm Zadiac. And I am Courtney Eck. And we are doing a Western theme if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah. We didn't mean to coordinate, but I've got some tassels. Sadie's got some buffalo check. Yeah. Come on over, dudes. (laughs) (laughs) What do they call Murder rodeo. Ranch hands. Yes, come on over to the murder rodeo. This one is a Canadian murder rodeo. I Mm. think this is a very famous... Bunkaroo from Canada. <laughs> uh, tonight, we're talking about the horrendous crimes of Russell, Colonel Russell Williams. Oh, Colonel. Yeah. Extra gruesome. Yes. And trigger warning, you guys, for sexual assault. This guy is not a cool guy. So between 2008 and 2009, residents of Orleans, Ontario, and Canada started reporting break-ins around their community like the one that occurred in January when a family returned home from vacation. They were unpacking from their trip when their teenage daughter noticed that all of her underwear were missing from her dresser. All of her underwear? Yeah. Her parents initially laughed it off, thinking she'd misplaced it in the laundry room or under her bed. But after a thorough search, not one of her undergarments were anywhere to be found. No. Not only that... I'm sorry, you don't misplace all of your underwear. No. Nope. You're like, oh, I lost eight underwears. I don't know how many underwears mm-hmm. a teenage girl can lose, but not 100% of them. Not only that, she discovered that some of her dresses, shoes, bathing suits, and photos of her were also missing from the family album. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah. Somebody this went through is... the family album and plucked her out of it. I feel like I've heard... Or know about this case was it I, a big deal yes very big deal i think yeah. this is one of the most famous canadian mm-hmm. stories i i have not heard a ton about it but i think it's been very well covered yeah. in canada i will say too i did i did a pretty thorough job but if you want a deep dive uh canadian true crime and dark poutine both have two parters on this mm-hmm. so if you want all the juicy details head over there maybe that's where i bet you that i, I do listen mm-hmm. i to have listened to canadian true crime i bet that's where i've heard it okay yep, yep. yes tell me again so I don't remember anything <laughs> yeah 
So their daughter was so terrified by the intrusion that she refused to sleep in her own bed for three months after the fact, and her family kept a constant eye on her, worried that she could be the target of an even worse intrusion. Yes. Yeah, that's... Oh, I can't poor dear. I cannot imagine. How old was she? Just a teen. I don't know exactly how old, but young. Too fucking young to have some creep coming in, stealing all your underwear and plucking you out of the family album. Like that is so targeted. That's so specific. That's such a threat. Taking your time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not in a hurry. Nope. Orleans is described as a friendly, quiet suburb. So is considered very safe under normal circumstances. But between 2008 and 2009, there were 35 total break-ins and attempted break-ins reported throughout the community. All of the break-ins were similar to the one I described before, and women and girls were coming home to find their underwear missing, and there were hundreds of items reported stolen in total. Where is he keeping all this shit? (laughs) Bins. What are those tough, tough skins? What are those things called? (laughs) Like the Tupperware bins? Yeah, the, the blue big ones. ones with the uh-huh. little lids. Yes. Uh, that's what I'm imagining. I don't know where I else bet you're would... right. Yeah. In a lot of cases, the break-ins were so seamless, it took a while for the homeowners to realize anything was missing. Ooh, that just gave me a chill. It's also so gaslighting. Just mm-hmm. be like, wait, I definitely had underwear before, right? <laughs> like racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would... Uh-uh. Yeah, we once lost a bottle of Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. And it completely, like, we both knew we had it, Ryan and I. Yeah. Disappeared. I wonder if somebody stole it. That's the only thing they took from our house. That's so specific. Well, and you know what's weird? Uh, We're not there yet, but this guy is from Worcestershire, England. (laughs) So it's his calling card. I bet the oh my god, what if he this motherfucker? Yes, that's probably where he started. He get, he ramped up stole, stealing oh, no. to share sauce. That's so <laughs> From weird. <me>. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so police called the break-ins quote very peculiar in nature and warned residents to keep their eyes open for suspicious behavior. You can fucking shove your peculiar. It's not peculiar. Yeah. It's, no, it's predatory and dangerous as hell. By 2009, the frequency of break-ins had increased, and little did the police in Orleans know that these same type of break-ins were also happening with a similar frequency in a town called Tweed, which is around two hours away from Orleans. Then in the morning of September 17th, 2009, A young woman was asleep next to her eight-week-old baby and reported that around 1 a.m., a man broke into her home, sexually assaulted her, took photographs of her, and then left two hours later. Oh, no. Yep. The next night, someone broke into that same home, unbeknownst to the woman who had been attacked the night before. The same person broke in again, but she didn't know it until later. He broke into the same place? Yes, yes. And then he did it... A third time, no. one week after that. Yep, but she didn't know. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Seriously. At the end of September, someone broke into another home in Tweed twice over a couple of days, then a third time, but a woman was home alone during the third break-in. She said she was surprised by a male intruder who blindfolded her, tied her up, cut off her clothes, choked her, beat her, and sexually assaulted her. The attack lasted around two and a half hours, and he also photographed her during and after the assaults. This is 
Golden State Killer shit over here. Yes, yes, exactly. The woman said she asked him if he was going to kill her, and his response was, quote, no need for that. She said that his voice was familiar to her, but she couldn't pinpoint from where. Oh, man. Yeah. Police were fairly confident that both attacks had been carried out by the same man, and so they probably had a serial assaulter on their hands. One day, a man named Larry Jones, who lived in the neighborhood where the attacks occurred, came home to a SWAT team surrounding his house and learned that he was a suspect in the crimes. Oh, no. That's mm-hmm. a... That's a... Like, there's yeah, a little, They're not fucking around. Pop in a fucking hot pocket after a long day's work, and instead you're getting swatted. <laughs> the woman who had been attacked second lived right down the street from Jones, and the one who said she'd recognized his voice, mm-hmm. and she eventually guessed that it was Jones's voice that she'd heard. Mm. Police interrogated Jones for three and a half hours, after which he consented to being fingerprinted, having his DNA tested, and taking a three-hour polygraph test over several weeks, and was eventually ruled out as a suspect. That sentence is awkward. He did not take the three-hour polygraph test over several weeks. He did all of those things. Basically, (laughs) they they drilled him for several weeks. Okay, good. I was going to say, that's a very long polygraph test. (laughs) Okay, we're just going to... Do five minutes at a time. This is a three-hour test. We're going to break it up over several weeks. No. They just like, you know. They investigated him for several weeks. Thank yes. you very much. I'm going to yes. have you edit my set of stories from now on. <laughs> By then, the damage had been done, though, and Jones said that he was still guilty in the eyes of many of his neighbors, and the run-in made his life a living hell for a while. I cannot imagine. No! No. There's some creeper creeping around in people's homes, raping people and stealing clothes and they think it's you your neighbors think it's you just forget about it no no never gonna move past that one no you're gonna move out of your damn neighborhood is what you're gonna do so then in mid-november a woman named Anne marsan cook arrived home and proceeded to get ready for her birthday party that was being hosted by a friend nearby she went to her bedroom to change her clothes and noticed the drawers in her bedside tables were open and some personal belongings were missing, specifically her sexiest toys. No. Yep. Her neighbor can't... <laughs> I listened to a Canadian news uh, story about this and they were like, she referred to them as her dildos. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this was all worth it to hear that guy have to say dildos. <laughs> Our neighbor came to pick her up for the party and she asked him if she could call the police, if she should call the police. And he said no, thinking that they would just use the situation as a, quote, good laugh at their coffee break. Mm. He told her that she should spend the night at his house that night just in case. And they checked that all of the doors and windows were locked and then set out for the night. That's smart. Yes. Anne arrived home the next morning and headed upstairs to make a photocopy of something in her office before she went to work. And the neighbor was downstairs and heard her scream from upstairs. The neighbor rushed upstairs and found Anne stunned and staring at her computer screen. The computer was old and barely used, but someone had turned it on, disabled the screensaver, and typed, quote, Go ahead, call the police. I want to show the judge your really big dildos. No. Yeah. (laughs) He was there. Yeah. Well... Yeah. 
Anne then checked her bedroom and saw that her underwear drawers were com- were open and completely empty. Mm-mm. She said, quote, that's when I lost it and started screaming. She was especially terrified, as my sister just called it, when she figured out that whoever had robbed her and left the message had probably been in the house when she'd stopped through to change her clothes for her party. I'm so glad she went to stay had some plans and then stayed over at the neighbor's house because Mm -hmm. this guy lingers. He doesn't just, he's not an any out kind of guy. Had she come home that night, there's a really good chance he would have been there waiting for her. I am so scared. I don't know if I can get through this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, he's fucking terrifying. So the deadbolt to her kitchen door had been unlocked from the inside after she'd left for her party, which solidified her suspicions that the intruder had been hiding while she was there. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, no. It's a horror movie. Yes. She had a suspicion that her break-in was related to the other cases that she'd been hearing about but was located just outside of Tweed in a town called Belleville. So a different police department investigated her break-in. She and her neighbor asked them if they thought the crimes could be connected, and the officers they spoke to said they were not aware of the crimes in Tweed. How is that possible? Because the fucking dipshits in Tweed were like, well, these are peculiar. Or maybe that was Orleans, but, you know, (laughs) they're just not taking it seriously. They're like, oh, some... some." randy teen is stealing Mm -hmm. panties who cares right how bad could that be yep very bad listen guys if someone's stealing panties you need to get like all fucking teams on deck and get Mm -hmm. this person because that is such deviant behavior so Anne said she went out of her way to alert all of the and listen if you want to wear women's undergarments and have them and buy them purchase them from the store 100 percent in support of that i want to be very clear but you cannot take them from someone else without their consent. No. Period. Especially no. when you break into their home. Especially if you're going to stay in your their home and be a total creep and Ugh. do it like tarot. No. Like it's uh-uh. so beyond okay. Yeah. So Anne said she went out of her way to alert all of the women in her area, as well as women who worked on the military base where she was employed, that someone had broken into her home and taken her personal items. Good for her. Uh, yeah, she's awesome. She's like went door to door just with telling everybody good then on november 25th 2009 37 year old marie france como who worked as a military flight attendant on the nearby military base was found dead inside of her home friends described her as an artist and bohemian and someone who was quote in love with life in general she was a very curious person who was determined to experience as much of the world as possible and eat all of the different kinds of food she could find. Her work as a flight attendant for the military allowed her to travel all over the world, and she was thrilled that she'd found a career that allowed that dream to come true for her. Marie had been asphyxiated, and it was originally thought to be a suicide, but was later reclassified as murder. Mm -hmm. Then on January 28, 2010, 27-year-old Jessica Lloyd came home after spending the evening out with friends. She texted a friend, quote, night-night, then headed to bed. Jessica Lloyd was described as, quote, friendly, vivacious, witty, and outgoing young woman. She was the type to become instant friends with strangers, as she was so open and funny and easy to love. Around 3 a.m., a man named Lyle Barker and his cousin were setting out on a delivery and driving down Highway 37. 
The passenger of the car said he's forever on the lookout for wildlife, like wolves, and was keeping an eye out for anything interesting as they drove. He said he happened to spot an SUV parked in a field a ways away from the highway, as well as far from the nearest home. It struck him as odd, especially because it was deep winter in Canada, and people were not known to take their vehicles off-road with the constant threat of snow and ice. He and the driver both said they felt, quote, shivers go down their spines, and they had an instinct that something was not right. <clears throat> they kept driving, but would later learn that what they spotted was a crucial piece of evidence and a crime they would later learn about. Bummer. I know. Later that day, Jessica's brother, Andy, got a call from their mother, informing him that Jessica hadn't shown up for work, and she was wondering if he could check on her. He drove straight to Jessica's house, and there was no sign of her there. Bizarrely, everything Jessica normally took with her when she left the house had been left behind, including her purse and identification. Police launched a massive search for Jessica, but unfortunately, police in Jessica's community didn't initially tie her murder to the break-ins and sexual assaults in Tweed or Marie France Como's murder. So after Lyle Barker and his cousin, who I mentioned before, completed their delivery and returned home, they saw Jessica's face all over the local news and missing posters. They passed by her home on Highway 37 and saw that it was swarming with police and realized her house was the house next to the field where they'd spotted the suspicious SUV parked at 3 a.m. on the night she went missing. That is so lucky. So lucky that they went by right at the time when the cops were there. Like one guy's like, I love looking for wolves. Always <laughs> right? look for wolves. Always. If I Seriously. lived in Canada, I would be constantly looking for wolves too. One hundred percent wolves. Yes. One hundred percent. They reached out to the police to report what they'd seen, and luckily there hadn't been any snow and the ground was frozen hard. So when they investigated the field, they found a set of preserved tire tracks exactly where Lloyd had seen the SUV parked. Also so lucky. So lucky. Thank you, Canadian Winter. Police immediately blocked off the highway and checked every car that passed by, and exactly one week to the day after Jessica went missing, police stopped a man driving an SUV. I mean, I'm sure they stopped somebody before this, but (laughs) (laughs) one this is a one SUV country. (laughs) They're too busy giving the polygraph test. (laughs) I guess seriously. (sighs) They checked his tires and determined that they were a match. And so put the man under surveillance after that. Shit, yes. The man's name was Colonel Russell Williams. God, that, I'm like, good. I know. Had that not happened, we would have had a Golden State Killer times 12 on our hands. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Colonel David Russell Williams was born in Worcestershire, England. And then his family immigrated to Canada when he was a child. William's parents divorced when he was six and he had a normal childhood, was a paper boy, and learned to play piano. His family was transferred to South Korea when he was a teenager, so he spent his last two years of his high school in a boarding school where he became a prefect for his boarding house. He studied economics and political science in college and was well known for his pranks against his roommates and his ability to pick locked doors to hide in homes for hours to scare friends. Mm -hmm. He joined the armed forces in 1987 and went on to become an extremely well-respected member of the Canadian military. 
who was on track to rise in the ranks as his military career progressed. He was transferred to Ottawa in 1994, where he served as a pilot who transported high-ranking officials, and when the Queen visited Canada in 2005, he could be seen in the news footage saluting her as she boarded her jet. I bet the Crown is not pleased with that information. <laughs> it just cannot cut a break. Just constantly mm-hmm. surrounded by pedophiles and sex offenders. So I cannot stress enough how popular and important he was to the military and the surrounding community. He was constantly being honored by the charities he did work for. He participated in the Olympic relay. He was always one of the people to greet foreign dignitaries. You name it. He was very, very hot shit. And there are endless videos about his successful military career. But I refuse to cover it because fuck that guy. Seriously. Fun fact, friends said he was obsessed with the movie Top Gun, and many of them thought he was trying to live it out for real in real life. <laughs> it came up a couple of times. I mean, why does it not surprise me? Uh, yeah. This, like, yeah. Dickheads. Uh, mm, Tom Cruise. Totally. And yeah. he's like a good looking guy. I mean, he's, you know, like the picture of an American hero for real. And Canadian hero. Thank you. But he is also the picture of an American hero (laughs) for our American listeners. So in 2009, he was appointed commander of Canada's biggest Air Force base in Ontario. He went through a bad breakup when he was 20, and his best friend said he doesn't think he had another girlfriend until he was around 30. God, that guy, yeah, no, he sounds like he's just full of himself. He got his heart broken, and he was like, oh, I'm going to go kill all women. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Eventually, he married a woman named Mary Elizabeth. They purchased two homes together, and William spent his free time golfing, fishing, and practicing photography. Like he had a perfect life. Perfect life, Sadie. Like he could not have been more well respected. He was described as very calm, logical, very rational, and very capable when it came to motivating his subordinates. He was the picture of an enviable military man with a 23 year career and an honorable past. It's so awful. Yeah. So on Sunday, February 7th, Russell Williams was at his home in Ottawa, and the police called to ask if he'd come down to the station for questioning. Williams thought they were going to ask about his neighbor, who turned out to be the man who who police initially suspected of the rapes, Larry Jones. Uh They were next-door neighbors. (laughs) Yep. So he happily headed in to oblige them. Good. So, So when the woman he attacked said, I recognized his voice, Like, she narrowed it down to somebody who lives in the neighborhood, but just picked the wrong neighbor at first. So when he got to the station, he was surprised to learn that police had found a set of tire tracks in the field next to Jessica Lloyd's house that were a perfect match to the tires on his SUV. Police interrogated Williams for over nine hours, during which time he slowly admitted to all of the attacks and break-ins that had occurred around his homes in Ottawa and Tweed, and then admitted to having killed Jessica and told them where they could find her body. Wow. I'm surprised yeah. that that happened. He, I, You can watch his confession. There's like two and a half hours of it on YouTube. And he looks relieved. Like he looks mm-hmm. sort of, um, he's very calm. He really is. He's. It's like he's, he doesn't, 
he's not smug. You know, he looks ashamed. He's, but he kind of seems like he's relieved and he's extremely cooperative. Like he's just walking them through point by point. And you can tell he's sort of softening the crimes and stuff a little bit, obvious right. for obvious reasons. But yeah, he's just very helpful. He's like, you you can go to my house. And if you go to the closet to the right of the blah, 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 you'll find this. And I deleted the photos of Jessica, but I'm sure you can retrieve them. And they're on these two devices. I mean, it's, <laughs> Yeah. So Williams said that he saw Jessica in her house on her treadmill on a Wednesday night. He said he followed up and she wasn't there on Thursday. So he broke in and looked around her home and then left. He said he returned to her home and broke in through the back patio door while she was sleeping a couple of nights later. He then woke her up, hit her once and sexually assaulted her. He then drove her alive to Tweed where they spent the day in his home. No. He said, yeah. He said while in his house at the end of the second day, he hit her on the back of the head with a flashlight, which rendered her unconscious, and so he strangled her to death. He said he'd only meant to knock her out. I mean, he meant to kill her but with a flashlight, but he hit her so hard he caused her to bleed quite a bit. So he told police there would be blood evidence that he'd cleaned up in his living room. He then disposed of her body in the woods. Like where he still lives with his wife. Yeah. Yep. That was chilling. I didn't, I was in his confession. I didn't read anything about it, but the fact that he took her alive Mm -mm. back to his home for Mm -mm. a day. And then it was like, time's up. And mm -mm. so interestingly, Larry Jones, his neighbor said that Williams was generally pretty stoic and aloof, but one day Jones was heading out to go partridge hunting when Williams approached him and like really enthusiastically started chatting him up, suddenly very interested in where Jones liked to hunt. <laughs> Jones told him where he would go, specifically where he would go, and that's exactly where Williams dumped Jessica's body. No. Frame job <laughs> alert. Wow. Yep. He was just so excited when the SWAT team showed up at Jones's house. Oh, can you imagine? He no. was like, bingo, bango, cover, cover job. <laughs> <laughs> cover job activated. <laughs> so Williams said that Marie France Como left a window open in the basement of her house. And so he entered her home while she was away. He later returned when she was home and heard her on her phone in her bedroom. He said she actually discovered him in her basement because her cat had found Williams down there and wouldn't come upstairs when she called. Mm-mm. She turned the lights on in the basement, so spotted Williams in the corner, and he used the same flashlight he later hit Jessica with and subdued her. He then tied her up, brought her upstairs, and later suffocated her with tape, which he removed and threw away. Uh, that's just... Yeah. <laughs> Duct tape. I can't help. I just can't handle it. Mm-mm. His face had been disguised when he'd broken in, so he simply could have subdued her and left if he'd wanted to. He didn't want to. Nope. He was ramped up. He was ready to kill. So when the attack started in 2009 and the police started interviewing people in the neighborhoods where they were occurring, they didn't initially interview Williams when his neighbor informed them, Larry Jones actually informed them, (laughs) That he was a high-ranking officer in the military. Larry, you're not helping yourself, buddy. (laughs) I'm so glad I didn't get accused of this. No, and he's like an older man. I would say he's probably 15, 20 years older than Williams. You know, his his daughter, like they actually um, 
she came home to find Williams in their house at one point, too, no. and he ran away. Yes, yes. <laughs> no. But the police, he, they were like, who lives there? And he was like, oh, that's C- Colonel Williams. And they were like, oh, well, clearly we don't need to talk to him. So they skipped over his house completely. Yep. That's not the first time we've had a story like that. You nope. got to check the police officers, the lieutenants. Yes. The, all of Even them. if you don't think they're a suspect, you still want to know what he's seen. No, seriously. Like, just do a good job. Williams was living in the family cottage in Trenton during the week, which was two hours away from where he lived with his wife. So he was free to do pretty much anything he wanted to do while he was there. So he basically, he had a cottage, he lived with his wife and then the cottage, he lived in the cottage during the week because it was close to the military base where he Mm -hmm. worked. So that's, he was, when he was there, he was like really free to do whatever he wanted. Um, But that's why the break-ins were occurring in two places. So Williams told police that they could find his collection of keepsakes from his crimes. So they searched his home in Ottawa and found box after box of women's apparel that Williams had collected during his break-ins and attacks. I can't imagine how much it was. (sighs) I'm like, how did you keep it from your wife, bro? Mm -hmm. Or did you? Or did she just think like, well, those are his things. It's it's just like nice things. So I'm just going to leave it alone. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They also found a notebook of, quote, painstakingly cataloged photos of some of the women he'd targeted wearing the clothes that he'd stolen and when and where he'd stolen them. Man, what a creep. Yeah. So I'm assuming some of these clothes were just clothes, you know, that he took pictures of them wearing in the world and then Mm -hmm. went in and stole them from them. (laughs) I don't like it. Nope. There were also photographs of Williams wearing some of the clothes and undergarments he'd stolen over the years. So Williams was charged with breaking and entering, forcible confinement, and the sexual assault of two other women in connection with two separate home invasions, as well as the murders of Jessica Lloyd and Corporal Marie France Como. Williams pleaded guilty to all charges on October 28, 2010, and he admitted to other crimes at trial including the attack on the mother who was sleeping next to her baby and the fact that he also had pedophilic tendencies and admitted to stealing the garments of girls as young as nine. No. Yep. He made, quote, 82 fetish-related home invasions and attempted break-ins between September 2007 and November 2009. That is so many. That's so many. 85 in two years. That is a full-time fucking job. Right. He often left notes or messages behind after he broke in, like the one I mentioned before, and he also admitted that he left the message, quote, Merci, on the computer of a 12-year-old girl. Mm-mm. He also admitted to frequently pleasuring himself on his victims' beds. No. In the end, Williams was sentenced to two concurrent life sentences with the possibility of parole after 25 years. Because he lives in Canada. Yeah. And that is basically the fucking story of Russell Williams. They don't like that story. The monster of Canada. No, dude. No, dude. And like the only theory, he didn't, as far as I can tell, as, as forthcoming as he was about his crimes, I can't tell if he, I couldn't see if he said why he'd done it. And the only theory I found was that he was on prednisone. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe he was all jacked up on anti-inflammatory steroids, which my wife 
has been on a low dose of prednisone for a while now. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, she's not been breaking into homes I mean, and might be time to skivvies. Might be time to check the boxes in the attic. It's like, why are there so many tough skins? <laughs> what are these called? <laughs> tough, it's something like that. Tough, tough, tough whatever. Containers. Yeah, we've got like a 25, 30 of them stacked up in our entryway, but just <laughs> no. been walking around them. <laughs> <laughs> and nice end tables. It, it, it sounds like an impulse, obviously. It's an impulse thing, but just impulses he cannot control. I think so, too. Yep. He just has somewhere along the line got this in his brain, liked to hide, liked to break in. Yep. It escalated. He got yep. the control of a being a high-ranking official, kept just couldn't help himself. Yeah. Like if he's killing and raping women, has interest in young girl, it's just like yeah. all over the board. Yeah. Yeah, the pedophilic thing, I mean, who knows with this guy, but I was very, very surprised to learn recently that pedophiles are more often born and not made. Mm-hmm. That freaked me the fuck out. And they are treatable to a certain extent, but if they are still exhibiting those behaviors after like their teenage years, then they're kind of fucked. <laughs> like there's, yeah. According to what I've read, and I could be wrong, there's not a lot you can do. And so, yeah, could be that Broheim was just born with bad uh, urges. urges. Yeah. And maybe something happened to him and boarding schools are fucking weird and who knows? Who right. knows? But... Yeah. I mean, it really had the feeling of like Ed Kemper, where he was sort of like, I'm so glad that you are going to restrict me from continuing to do this. Mm-hmm. Also seeing his like, nice, you know, handsome dad face, kind face and imagining it in the other form no. is absolutely fucking terrifying. Yeah. I like to imagine that switch. Yeah. Because, I mean, even watching it, I'm like, if I were the investigator, I would just be, like, feeling sorry for him, you know? Mm-hmm. The, because he just seems like a nice, normal fucking guy. Completely normal. Not even, like, creepy BTK glasses, you know? Just, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> a guy I would very happily let into my home and would never... His best friend, who remained his best friend, you know, for this entire time, she, he was, like... He's like, to this day, I cannot reconcile. He's like, it's just the absolute craziest thing that's ever happened to me. He said it was just the swiftest kick to the gut. I can't imagine. No. And honestly, I think if there hadn't been photos of him wearing the clothes, (laughs) you know? Right. I think that he could have potentially gotten away with it, you know, even with a confession, even with everything else. Mm -hmm. Like, had he wanted to, he probably could have gotten away with it because he was so beloved and so trusted. Yeah, I'm like, it, it, as you're talking, I'm just, I know, I was picturing all of, like, the really handsome, sweet, yep. trustworthy-seeming people I know in my life, and be like, well, can't trust you, can't trust you, can't... Yes! <laughs> can't trust anybody with anything. I have those moments where I'm like, I definitely know people who have hurt people very badly and potentially have killed people, and when, just stop and think about it, guys, statistically, mm-hmm. you have met a murderer. Ooh! Ooh! No, uh, not Mm-mm. just a manslaughterer. Mm-mm. What the fuck? So, good story, Court. Yeah, 
Thanks for the nightmare fuel. Yeah. Does anybody have any insight? Does anybody who's Canadian or who, I mean, I know that people have probably have heard the hell out of the story from Canada and elsewhere. Does anybody know why? Did he confess any more information that you've seen? Yeah. Tell us. Please tell us. Otherwise, fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) And also fuck that guy. Yes. Both. (laughs) Both things are true. (laughs) Yes. Ready for name time? Yes. What was I going to... Oh, real quick, before we do name time. Yeah. um, I got followed by a helicopter the other day. Remember? Yes. (laughs) I do. Sadie's been... Yeah. She's got swatted. Right. We were talking (laughs) about a few episodes ago how uh, people were being tailed by helicopters and how, like, how could that be possible? They're loud and huge and whatnot and i was leaving my house and there was one flying very slowly and very low along the same route that i was taking to go get my actually i was on my way to go volunteer at my kid's school yeah and i was like oh no they're gonna get me it was to the point where i called courtney and i was like there is a helicopter tailing me and we laughed and laughed and then my mom had my youngest and she texted me (laughs) later and was like oh i saw the helicopter it landed over here by the park and i was like oh she's on to it uh, um but it was for a funeral so <laughs> i think mom's in on it i think right. that mom is in on it so she's trying to cover up the fact that sadie's being surveilled by helicopter from air yeah they're by they... mom being like oh it was a funeral release or whatever mm-hmm, sure thing mm-hmm. mom mm-hmm. who worked on the military base for some time yeah mm-hmm. she's totally dun, dun, dun. on <laughs> anyway that covert agent Eck. <laughs> what if she's at to like turn on you <laughs> but what am i what am i being surveilled for the local police they know we're, we're crit- critical of police <laughs> <laughs> they're like sending the helicopters <laughs> it reminds me of when i was in high school i gave a high school graduation speech because i'm a fucking nerdy overachiever and we had to write a graduate a fake graduation speech for our english senior class Mm -hmm. so i didn't want to like reveal my grand fucking uh (laughs) speech to my english class and like spoil and also i graduated in a class of like 92 or 96 Mm -hmm. people so my English class was like a fourth of my graduating class. So anyway, I wrote a fake speech. I wrote a second speech. And in it, I talked about how the middle school teachers dreaded when our class was going to arrive because our class was a notoriously bad class, which we weren't really, but we had this really terrible reputation and teachers would like get stomach aches. And then we ended up being like super high achieving. We had like three or four valedictorians, blah, blah, blah. So my point being like, everyone thought we were bad, but we're actually badass um so then my history teacher mr bond if you're listening i fucking love you loved mr bond took me out of class one day and was like i'm so sorry he was the like teacher advisor for graduation he's like i'm so sorry to say this to you courtney but it's gotten back to the middle school staff that you are being critical of them in your graduation speech and one of them has donated a 200 dollars table wrap to the proceeding and (laughs) has threatened to charge us for the $200 table wrap. Should you criticize the middle school staff in your speech of Indian Creek middle school? 
I'm criticizing you now. <laughs> Can't do nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't need your table wrap. But I was, so I was like, Mr. Bond, this is a fake speech. But like, what a kind of shenanigans that somebody narked on me, got back to the middle school for something that wasn't even true. And I wasn't even criticizing them. I was just talking about their experience of having us as students. <laughs> like, that is some small town so bullshit, crazy. right? <laughs> Uh, somebody was like, ooh, you wouldn't believe what Courtney said in English class today. <laughs> Small towns, man. You should have just let him have it at graduation. Yep. So here's looking at you. I don't remember any of your names because you're inconsequential. Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you for your service, teachers. Oh, the blah, hardest blah, blah, job. Blah. Every time I drive by our middle school here, I'm like, God, who does that job? Oh, who was willing God. to teach middle schoolers? Anyway, bottom line being the... Franklin Police Department heard that we're critical <laughs> of police in general on our podcast. They recruited our mother because she worked at Camp Atterbury. Not even as an employee of Camp Atterbury, right? She was just, no, her no. office was there? Like they rented office space? Well, she, yeah, the, the prison she worked at. Right. Stayed there. Right. <laughs> I was housed there. Yep. So they recruited our mother who and then the military got involved this goes all the way to the top all the way to the top now they're surveilling sadie on a i'm looking out my window now i don't see them shunk, so. shunk, 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 shunk. <laughs> that's the helicopter blades because they're close <laughs> oh, you want to do some name time i want to do some name time it's name time Okay. There's a place in Ireland called Muff. (laughs) (laughs) What is a muff? Is it like a a grassy knoll or something? Yeah. Probably, right? Probably. A bundle of sticks. Mossy topper. Muff. Mossy topper. (laughs) I wish. Uh, They said it's on the coast and there is, no joke, a muff diving club. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. Another town in Wexford, Ireland is called Bastardstown. That's <laughs> <laughs> where I live. Sadie lives in Anna Dick, and I live in Bastardstown. <laughs> oh, somebody did write in and say men's names that can't be turned into oh, women's yeah. names. These are good ones. Butch. Yeah, can't do yes. it. Mm-mm. Butchina. <laughs> I didn't even think about that before I said it. You're killing me over here. Butchina. Butchina. <laughs> Can't do it. Butchella. Maybe. Uh, chip. Uh-huh. Can't do it. Uh-uh. Chipperella. Chipina. Chip- Chipina. Chipolina. Chipolina. Can't do it. Mm-mm. Brad. <laughs> Bradina. No. They all sound like bratty women's sexual organs <laughs> if you try to bradina holt <laughs> confirmed so holt cannot be turned into I a female name are there more uh there's Is more there... names but not no. that of that variety if i forget the name of the uh, person who sent it yeah it was mitch they, i think yeah I, that's yeah. what yes and i was yes. like you have a name that cannot be did turned i say into- that to that to them because i thought yeah. the same thing but then i, I was like well, what did. if mitch is a female or you know because I, I could see like if your name is melissa people could call you mitch maybe because it's cute 
But I yeah. thought the exact same thing. But you can't femaleify Mitch. Right. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you said that. If I might have just stolen it from your response, but yeah, that, I couldn't help. I don't think, think I did because I think I paused because <laughs> then I was like, no, I could see a girl being called Mitch. Yeah. You know, it's such a cute name. Mm-hmm. And now, if your name is Melissa, I would encourage you to nickname yourself yeah, Mitch. Mitch. Seriously, that's it's fucking adorable. cute. <laughs> Sadie found M. Lester Flower Gardens on TikTok. <laughs> Molester. Molester. God, people, you got to run your t- your names by somebody. Just want, find one friend, a family member, a trusted associate Seriously. and ask them. Like, or it could be like a Michael Lester flower garden. Yeah. Like, do the full yes. name. Don't do Yeah, don't put Lester. M period Lester. Mm-mm. Or do. I mean, please do, but <laughs> this is all in you. Uh, there's a Cooter, Missouri. <laughs> I love the word Cooter. <laughs> Oh, my God. Somebody went to school with Imra David Newcastle United Henry Dick. <laughs> no. <laughs> Say All it again. Imra, I-M-R-E, I'm Imra, David Newcastle United Henry Dick. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. United is a great middle name or maybe even first name, but. Seriously. All those things together is a lot of things together. Uh, somebody knows somebody who's married, and their name became Dory Zori. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I wrote down Cookie Stoner. I don't oh, remember what that um, was in reference to. Somebody knows. Oh, they worked at a bakery. Um, or is that a the, name? One of the customers. It is, but some, one of our yeah. listeners was a worked at like i want to say bakery or a coffee yeah. shop and they're one of the regulars that came in all the time was named cookie stoner <laughs> thank you thank you i should have put the context of that one that's hilarious i'm a stoner for cookies too baby um somebody has the last name anger and they left one of our favorite listeners a bad customer service review <laughs> anger comma karen Maybe. Right? I saw that on Instagram. I couldn't help but respond. I'm just like, fuck God. you. Dear Mrs. God. Anger, of course. How how very on brand for you. Right. Um, there's a dickhead representative named Madison Crawthorn. You found that one, didn't you? <laughs> yes. Madison Crawthorn. Yeah, who like pretends like the, the Ukrainians have asked for the war that they're in the middle of right now. Fucking <laughs> totally, asshole. Totally. Madison Crawthorn. Crawthor. Crawthorn. Crawthorn. Yeah. Like, come That's on. That's like, it's like a Harry Potter house for bad kids. Yeah. And he looks like a total dude, like Bozo. He's not even interesting looking. He is a total dude, Bozo. Um, we don't know if this one's real, but I'm sharing it anyway. A man named Homer Own Pewter. And his lower third, it was like one of those vintage archives. This lower third said, owns a home computer or owns home computer. <laughs> Homer own pewter. I hope to God it's true. Um, and then this one, Tasha Toshler. <laughs> and that's it. Wow. Oh, wait, no, let me, let me, hold on. Let me get through a couple more of the huge list. Yeah. Um, Tim Eccles as an Eccles cakes. Yes. Spelled E-C-C-L-E-S like Eccles cake. Ross Droppelman. 
Bonnie Furby. <laughs> That's cute. Oh, check this one out. Brenda Sue LaRue. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> needs that needs to, to be like a fragrance line. <laughs> exactly. If anyone needs to get famous, change your name to Brenda like a... Sue LaRue. Fucking fast track to stardom. Quilted purses or something. <laughs> uh, two more. Like only Earl Dean Payne. Like are... only Earl That's... Dean Payne. That is one name. Like only, L I K E O N L Y. The O, oh. the I copied and pasted these, and the O is capitalized. So like only, Earl Dean Payne. Wow, it's fucking awesome. And last but not least, Cuddles Bianca. First and middle <laughs> name, Cuddles Bianca. That's so cute. Okay, one more, Toddy Dean Mitten. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we'll get back to that list next time yeah wonder wonder kidned what is it wonder kind wonder kid wonder on ted lasso's whole thing wonder kind i have no idea <laughs> keep saying it wonder kind <laughs> y'all are wonder kind is wonder kind uh, kind anyway oh anything you want to tell these guys before we do our shout outs um Moment, uh, moment. Lexapro is still going really well for those of you following along on my Lexapro journey. Yeah, um, on the, this my episode life. of They Will Pill. Yeah, here we are. Um, yeah, it's been incredible. I have pretty much stopped seeing my therapist. I check in with her every once in a while. Um, the anxiety is a very quiet whisper. So yeah, it's yeah. been amazing, life changing, revelatory. I mean, yes. everything is different about Sadie now and happier and calmer and mm-hmm. healthier. And <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> even saying I noticed that since she started taking Lexapro, she does better reads of her stories on this podcast because I do mm-hmm. the editing. So I was like, I've had to edit a lot less of your stumbles yeah. because yeah. you're even able I... to like focus and perform better. Yeah, so it's one of those, if you think that you're, like, working really hard and your anxiety uh, just isn't really budging much. Like, I really was working hard to yeah. get, exercising very regularly, going to therapy every week, every other week, yeah. um, like doing everything that I could do, and I don't know why I never thought about medicine. Well, because our generation is not, it's very anti you know, I just thought I could work my way out of it. Stigmatized, yeah, yeah. Totally. I really thought I could, and I wish. I mean, I think I needed to go through the process that I went through. I don't regret all the mm-hmm. things that I did, but my God, it's just made it like <laughs> it's like lightsaber. It's gonna make me cry about it, but yeah, it's. I just am. I am who I know that I am. Does that make sense? Like, I I yeah. wanted to be who I am right now and yep. I knew that that's really who I was and I couldn't get there I yep. couldn't be the mom that I wanted to be I couldn't be the friend I couldn't be the sister I couldn't I just couldn't do any of the partner you know I couldn't yep. do it and um you know so it, it just I needed that extra step my brain wasn't able mm-hmm. to make what it needed to function yep. and now I've got that so if you have questions yep don't ask us. We don't care. We're busy. <laughs> right. <fucking> busy. 
No, um, please. But I'd be happy. Out. Yeah, happy to talk more about it. And worst case scenario, if you feel like you might need some medicine and you start it and you hate it, you can stop. Mm-hmm. So don't feel like it's you're locked no. in. You know? Yes, <laughs> it can be intimidating, but yeah, I'm so glad that I started it. Yeah, you just don't need to feel that fucking bad about yourself no. all the time. No, I think is really what we're all realizing. Yep, and the therapy took away my depression almost immediately within like a month Mm -hmm. of therapy my depression i was having was gone and i couldn't get rid of the anxiety and that was a brain chemical thing i'm sure of it now yep i could not get rid of it so yep yeah yeah i blame i blame my children (laughs) it's really like i I already had anxiety and then i had kids and it fucked with my hormones i'm sure of it i just couldn't i could not get back to where i was yep a million percent Get help if you need it, everybody. Get please. it. Get you can pill. They will pill you if you need it. Yes, they will. They meaning professionals and doctors. <laughs> not us. Not us. <laughs> we will talk to you about it. That's right. And encourage you about it. We will not mm-hmm. give you a medical advice because that is illegal um, and immoral. Right. But let's do some shout outs. Let's do some shout outs. Thank you so much to Abby K. Abacus, yes, abacus. <laughs> How would you like to count all your blessings with your abacus? <laughs> How would you like to count all your happiness with your abacus? <laughs> How would you like to count all the ways that you have succeeded in your day today? Well, of course, you will use your abacus. <laughs> I thought you were going to TM. Say trademarked don't you cannot have your abacus it is just for abacus i thought you were gonna go with abracadabra (laughs) (laughs) i want to go to the ancient style of count of calculating that's right if you're selling abacuses and you would like to use that uh email us (laughs) and get sued abby abacus and i will sue you protective Uh, she can count your blessings day to day uh thank you so much to cat t oh my god cat t <laughs> for real his name is cat t cat t uh, <laughs> this cat t i don't even like how where do i go from uh, here you don't have to go anywhere i can't go anywhere it's too cute it's too wonderful so so cute and so yep. wonderful cat t cat t <laughs> <laughs> cute and wonderful and special she is i do know that about her we've we've corresponded and she's special um thank you so much to logan logan is that her yeah. cousin potentially uh could be we could be but i we don't know there's no logan no last name no address uh, given hell yeah logan mm. like share like madonna like Zendaya, are you fucking <laughs> rolling into our Patreon? Mm-hmm. One name only. You know who I am. I'm Logan. I'm just gonna lay this right down here, and you're gonna respect it. And uh, wor- uh yeah, worship. Fuck it. Let's worship Logan. I'm gonna worship. Yeah. Lo- I'm gonna worship Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Church of Logan. This yes. is they will kill the Church of Logan. I'm your host, Lola. And I, say, I am Lola. And I'm also Lola. (laughs) I got sidetracked in my brain thinking about I was playing. No, I was outside um, rub a duff. No, what is it called? Rub a dub. (laughs) 
See, it's hard. Rub and buff. Rub Rub and buff. (laughs) It's this uh, wax paint that Courtney told me about. Bad, Um, poorly, just like that. I was like, it's called like rub-a-dub and buff and whatever. uh, Anyway, I I painted a mirror and that's beside the point. Um, But this is going back to Logan, one name. My youngest was out practicing his t-ball, which starts soon. Yeah, And I was sort of out of the corner of my eye watching him. And he kept hitting the ball and it was good. He did, he was doing a good job. And I was like, hey, really, that's really good. And I was calling him by his first name, like I did, like you do. Yeah. When you're excited for your kid. And he said, that's not my my name. My name is woman. Yeah. <laughs> God, I swear to God. And I was I like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And he yep. hit a few more balls and then he stopped. And he said, can I still be called woman even if I'm a boy? And I was like, Fuck yes, yes, you can. 100%. Yes. Even if you live percent. in Texas. Even if you yes. live in Florida. Yes. Yep. Yep. You can be named woman. You can be named gay. You can be named whatever you want. So I wanted to like put them on my shoulders and run around the neighborhood and be like, I am woman. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Then we wouldn't be. I hope it sticks. I hope so This is too. my nephew woman. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, love it. Yep, that story goes out to Logan. Uh, thank you so much to Elizabeth F. Elizabeth, follow your bliss, follow your dreams, follow your life, whatever it seems. <laughs> if you are wise, if you are kind, follow it, follow it down to the Mines. Mines. In the mines, you will find diamonds, sparkly ones, but not the blood kind. Naturally occurring and fairly traded. That's what you will find. It's not complicated. Thank you so much to Margarita C. Wow, we got another Marg. We yes. got a four-way co-hosting situation going yes. now. Marg, Marg, Marg. If your name is Marg, you're my favorite person. I love Margs. All I want is Margs every day, <laughs> all around me. Lola's and Margs, unless you're a horse, and then your name has to be Hank. But if you're a person, you have to be Lola, with the exception of Margs. Only Margs can remain Margs. <laughs> Oh, God. And th- thank last, you, Mark. Thank you, thank you Mark. Thank you, Margarita. <laughs> last but certainly not least, a special, extra special shout out to our very longtime patron, mm-hmm. Kelly L. Kelly, Kelly, everybody's yelling, Kelly, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kelly's been with us since before I got super fucking obnoxious and took psychedelics and decided to do Patreon. I'm not on psychedelics, but I feel like I am to <laughs> them. So Kelly requested that he, she get a shouty outy and a special shouty outy. So if any of you early supporters want a special shouty outy, I'm more than happy to give them to you because back in the day, like thanks i would like you yeah but for those of you who are like no that was sufficient thank you shut the fuck up (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) 
they were our patrons until we started doing obnoxious shout outs and they're like bye-bye oh i'm only patreon patreon they only listen to patreon where we don't do shouty outies <laughs> totally. that's why they signed up for it i don't blame them <laughs> oh god oh no we really appreciate you all so much so for being much. here thank you Thank you so much. Yeah, and you know what? If you're gay or trans in Texas or Florida, if I can stand beside you so hard, donate. I mean, yeah, I've man. already, like, one judge. Has bo- have both of them been thrown out? Just the one? Anyway, um, oh. shit's going to get thrown out. And listen, the fucking death rattle of the patriarchy is upon us, and they know it. And, mm-hmm. like, the majority of the United States of America, the majority of those states support trans and gay rights they do not believe in this shit this is some power play fucking distracting bullshit you're gonna be okay and i'm so sorry for the trauma that you're experiencing in the meantime it is absolute fucking bullshit yep but we love you if you're scared call us yep but you're gonna be okay i promise yeah if not i'll sue i will sue (laughs) no they don't don't won't be alone so many people are suing as they should that shit um and in the meantime <laughs> if you want to get us to sue people yeah uh, dm us on our instagram twitter <laughs> facebook or youtube at they will kill you can go to our website they will kill.com you can email us at they will kill podcast at gmail.com is that it i think so okay. rate review subscribe please yes please we love it when you do and Thank you, AJ Burgess, for your music. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and remember, I saw this on TikTok. It said the schizophrenic drowns in psychic waters while the mystic swims. And I thought that was an interesting thing because it is all, like, there's a lot in life that's a matter of perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And a matter of how you are, how well you're equipped to handle this world and whether or not you have the brain chemistry and the upbringing the nature of the nurture all these things that allow some of us to swim while others of us go fucking insane and so Mm -hmm. i don't really know what to do that information but it is it actually helps me because i don't know i'm just sort of taking apart my life and putting it back together at this point and have been for the last couple of years but especially right now and it does remind me that i guess it's like the things that used to drive me crazy can um i can use that to be a superpower instead Mm -hmm. of an an detriment yeah that's what i'm trying to say that's what i'm doing now learning about my brain and the way it works and the way the world works and i'm just learning how to use it to my benefit and not my detriment and you can too yep sure can and we love you and (laughs) we care about you and we cannot wait to see you next week we sure cannot wait See See you next time. Goodbye. 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 Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.